T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. How about you, Ray? Does that make you think of Ron? It it certainly does. And uh, I texted Ron right before the Super Bowl because I asked him to send me a picture of what he's doing. I got the big sunshine in the back. So uh, knowing Ron, yeah, he's not listening. He's having a good time in Florida. Yeah, I got the same, well, maybe the same photo. Was he wearing a Buffalo T-shirt or did he customize? He was. Yeah, okay. He was. Yeah. And he had a beer in his hand, a yingling in his right hand? He did. Yeah, he must have circulated that to everyone. (laughs) That was a great photo. I can't believe the University of Buffalo shirt. Could you? What a touch he put on that, huh? I know. He must have taken that like at 4 o'clock because it was dark at kickoff when he texted me that. So he he was probably a few yinglings in by the time I text him. And a few more by now, maybe dozens more. Ray <laughs> Fittipaldo is on the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. It's 1110. It's time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia and see what they can do for you. Follow Ray's stuff at postgazette.com. Ray, is this Justin Field stuff, which which seems to pick up momentum, but I just don't know the origins of the momentum, whether it's people needing something to talk about or whether it's realistic. I mean, it, it does seem real that Tomlin, maybe other people in that organization, love this guy and he could be available. How much of an actual possibility is Justin Fields to the Steelers? You know, Joe, I, I feel like this is more of a national topic than it is a local topic. Um, I know Schefter got it going early in the week, and um, you know I, I know it's been on some of the ESPN shows in the subsequent days. And I think for those guys, it's easier to make it's easier to connect the dots because they don't know the intimate details of what's going on with the Steelers. So you could say, hey, Mike Tomlin loved Justin Fields four years ago at his pro day. Um, let's throw that out there. But if you're a local guy and you're looking at it, if you're going to trade for Justin Fields, you're probably going to have to give up a second-round pick, and then you're going to have to commit to him for two years, and you're going to have to pay him that fifth-year option, all the while knowing that you got to beef up the defensive line, there's still work to be done on the offensive line, and they need a corner receiver, and I can go on and on and on. So I just don't think – from a roster-building perspective, it makes a whole lot of sense. But, you know, in these situations, Joe, I never say never. It's a new regime. They might want to, you know, mix things up and, and do things in a different manner. But to me, I just – there's so much this team needs 
I don't know that they could take a chance on a guy like Justin Fields, and that's what it would be. You would be taking a chance on a guy who failed in his first stop. But don't they mostly need a quarterback before anything else? Do you believe Pickett will be that guy? I, I mean, I, I don't get that sense after watching him for two years. But here's the other part of that equation, Joe. Justin Fields is probably a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett. Um, but again, you have to weigh what you would give away to get him, and you would have to weigh ignoring other positions of need in this draft. And there's only so much you could do under that salary cap. You know, I mean, there's, you know, they're they're going to have to go out and spend some money in free agency to fill some holes as it is. So I, you know, I think this would be a much, um, you know, I, I think we'll be talking about this a lot more next off season than we are this off season locally. But um, like I said, I, I can't control what's what's said nationally. I mean, Schefter said that the other day, and I think he rocketed up the board, the odds boards on DraftKings. He and they became the favorite to land him. So it's just it's kind of a weird phenomenon, but I don't get that sense um, in my interactions with people down there. I don't get that sense that that's a strong possibility at this point. But hey, things could change. Yeah, to the it, odds change to the point where he became a bigger favorite than the Bears to retain him to, to land yeah. with the Steelers. But anyway, Kirk Cousins, you and I can agree there's zero percent chance that happens. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want the older quarterback, you know, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, guys who are 37 plus, and especially with Cousins, Joe, he's coming off that Achilles injury, and yeah. there's just there's always going to be questions about his health, and I I just wouldn't feel comfortable making that move. But you get the sense that they won't make that move, right? Whether we think they yeah. should or not, yeah. Co- correct. Yeah, I do not get that sense at all. All right, so if I gave you a choice here, and you tell me if there's a name that I'm missing that might interest you uh, potentially available. If I gave you a choice for Steelers, let's call him their alternate quarterback next season, and it was Russell Wilson, Justin Fields, Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Tannehill, Mason Rudolph, or a first or second round pick, what would you do? Not what they would do. What would you do? Ryan Tannehill. Why? Because he has familiarity with both Arthur Smith and his offense. And I think it's always good. Arthur's bringing in some of his own coaches, guys that he knows, guys that he trusts. I think you almost need that to a certain extent among players, too, and I think it's perfect. You get that guy in the quarterback room. Um, there could be immediate buy-in. You know, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens can look at him and say, hey, I watched you in the AFC Championship game five years ago. I remember what you guys did. Yeah, you had Derrick Henry. That was, that was pretty good. So there would be that immediate, okay, Arthur Smith's offense. Okay, I, I, can, you know, I, I, I can get down with that. So let's, let's go. So I, I think that's important too. And, you know, I think Tannehill's at the stage of his career. 36 years old. He's no longer a starter. And I think if he wants to play a couple more years and make some money, why not do it with a guy you're familiar with and a guy you know? Is part of your thinking there that you would do this, bring in Tannehill, um, that other guys on this list might threaten Pickett and you'd rather have him operating in a threat-free environment with more of a mentor than than a competitor behind him? 
No, not at all, because, listen, if Kenny Pickett craps the bed in September and October and you're still in it, you can go to Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's been, been there, done that. You can go with him for the rest of the year, and then, boom, you know, you're, you're off and you're, you're in the quarterback market uh, for 2025 full steam. So, to me, like, you know, the threatening Kenny Pickett thing, that's not even a consideration for me. He needs competition. They've said he needs competition. So, um, yeah, but there's a difference between bringing in a guy like Tannehill or Brissett or even a second-round pick and a guy like Justin Fields, who you know when you acquire him because of financial implications of that deal, you know he's going to be the starter. So, like, for me, I'm not bringing in a starter. I'm bringing in a guy who can compete with him, who can teach him, who can mentor him, and you hope you get the most out of him that you can. So maybe you do have a quarterback going forward. Ray Fittipaldo on the <clears throat> Sullivan Super Service fan hotline. I love the feature we have at postgazette.com in the news interactive part where it's the PG Steelers big board for the draft. And it's you, it's a bunch of other guys over there, Chris Carter, Brian Batko, uh, Ryan Wynn. When you put together this board, because I'm looking at the quarterback board right now, you're obviously skipping uh, Drake May and Caleb Williams, right? Correct, yeah. I didn't do that one. I think Batko did that one. But, yes, correct. I, so it's more about your Steelers' fits and where they might be available more so than ranking the quarterbacks as they are on the board. So on this board, I see Jaden Daniels, I see Penix, I see Michael Pratt um, out of Tulane, I see Jordan Travis, Florida State, and then Tua's brother from Maryland. I mean, the obvious choice there, if they could get him, and I think they would have to move up to get him, is Jaden Daniels, right? Yeah, so Jaden Daniels is the lone guy among that group that you would pick in the first round. And like you said, I mean, Joe, I, I see him in the top five all the time. So, like you said, they would have to make a big, big move to go up to get him. The other guys, Penix, Pratt, um, you know, those guys are more late day two, early day three types of picks. So, you know, I, I, I've said before that if I'm going to pick a quarterback in the draft this year, I kind of want to get him in the fourth round or after. You know, you got two fourth-round picks, that might be a good space to get it. So a guy like Pratt right there would make sense to me. Um, good arm, um, came to football late. His parents didn't let him play football until high school, so he's still kind of learning the game. So to me, that wouldn't be a bad pick, but, you know, I'd probably do it at number 119 or number 120. I wouldn't do it, you know, second or third round. Do you think that the Steelers make a big splash in either the trade or free agent markets this year for any position? I think they might have to, Joe. Depending on what they do with Patrick Peterson, um, if they cut him, they're going to have to go out and get somebody to play corner because you're not going to count on getting a rookie in the first round who's going to step in. So either they keep Peterson or if they cut him, they're going to have to spend some money in free agency to, to go get a starting corner. And I've been banging the drum for defensive line. I, I think they need a lot of help on the defensive line, Joe. Um, five sacks between Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi. When we all know this is the year 2024, interior pass rush is so, so important. Like, you could have T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith 
playing great off the edge all day. But if you don't have anyone pushing that pocket and, you know, forcing quarterbacks to get rid of the ball quicker, you're up a creek. So they need more out of Ogunjobi and Hayward. And hopefully Hayward, assuming he's back, hopefully he's healthy and he can get back to form. But I, I just think they need more in there. And let's face it, Ogunjobi's 30. Hayward's going to be 35. You don't want to play those guys 75, 80% of the snaps. I think it's time to, you know, reduce the snaps there, get another veteran in here who can play and draft a guy too. I, I think that's a really, really big need for this team as we uh, approach uh, both free agency and the draft. Are they going to have enough money to make a big, big splash? Like, I don't know, somebody like uh, the other Josh Allen from Jacksonville or or – I guess the Bengals are gonna are gonna franchise T. Higgins, um, and they don't really need an edge guy. So what about somebody like yeah. uh, Matabuike? You know what I'm talking about? Right. Christian yeah. Wilkins, Antoine Chris, Winfield, yeah. somebody out there, Jalen yeah. Johnson. Yeah. So I mean, those guys are gonna, you know, they're gonna be between fifteen and twenty million a year. I think Wilkins, Matabuike. Um, so that that would be a big move. Um, could they do it? Yeah, they could do it if they wanted to. Make a big splash move. They could certainly do that. Um, but they're not going to have like $100 million of cap space. You know, they're, they're pretty close to being even. They'll, they'll have no trouble, um, you know, being cap, cap compliant once the new league year gets here. But, you know, they're not going to have a ton of money to spend. So, you know, with the situation with Cole Holcomb, you might need an inside linebacker until he's ready to play. Like I said, you might need a corner. So, I don't know if it's in the cards to make a big, big splash, but, you know, they can go out. And what they spent on Holcomb last year, $6 million. You know, they can make those types of moves all day, addressing a couple of positions rather than make that one big splash move and pay Christian Wilkins or Justin Matabuike $18, million, uh, $18 $19 a year. How about Kevin Dotson listed here among the top 20? Did the Steelers misevaluate and misuse him or no? Listen, he, he was always playing out of position here. I think he played left guard here for the most part, and he always viewed himself as a right guard. So it's kind of an odd thing for, for most offensive linemen. They could play left and right, and it doesn't really bother them. For, for whatever reason, it bothered Kevin Dotson. He just felt more at home at right guard, and that's what he did in his lone season with the Rams. So... I don't know if I buy him being a top 20 free agent and I'm willing to bet, um, you know, Joe, let's put a number on a top 20 free agent. You would think what he would make 10, 12 million a year in free agency. You know, I'm willing to bet right now that he won't touch that number in free agency. I could be, I could be wrong, but I don't think he's going to get that big, big contract that, you know, might be representative of the, you know, the top 20 free agents, like he is. Is that a PFF list or is that another list? PFF. Yeah. Let's see on that. Let's let's come back and, and revisit that in a month. And I, I bet you um, he doesn't get paid like that. All right, Ray. Are you ready for free association in Ron's honor? Well, let's do it. Deontay Johnson will definitely be on this roster next season. Yes. Allen Robinson will still get cut. <laughs> yes. Larry Ogunjobi will definitely be on the roster next season. I, I think so, yeah. Cam Hayward will have to do a reworked deal with the Steelers. 
I think so. Allah Ben. Yes. What's that? Allah Ben Roethlisberger. Where they Allah got the Ben. Down and they, you know, they gave him a little bit of a haircut, but nothing too, too, too major. Cole Holcomb will be back and healthy. I don't know. I wish we had more clarity on that, Joe. The Steelers will make the a. Answer. The Steelers will make a run at Patrick Queen. No. Who will be the starting cornerback opposite Joey Porter Jr.? Right now, I'd have to say Patrick Peterson. Oh, boy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Didn't he move to safety for good, kind of? He, he did, but they haven't made that move yet. Once they make that move, it's obviously going to be a different answer, but um, they haven't made it yet, Joe. The Steelers' first-round pick, position-wise, will be what? An offensive lineman. The Steelers will draft a quarterback, and when, if you say yes to this? Yes, day three. Mason Rudolph will be back. I don't think so. Mason Rudolph's new team will be. I know that's a tough one, Ray, but it's just yeah. for fun. L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams. The Steelers' alternate quarterback will be. Ryan Tannehill. Kenny Pickett will be a top 15 quarterback in the NFL next season. No. Pat Fryermuth will have a brand new deal. Yes. What month will they announce Tomlin's deal and for how many years? I'm going to say March. And uh, I think it'll be a I think it'll be a 2-year extension. Thank you, Ray. I have no further questions. Fort, would you like to ask Ray a question or are you satisfied? I think you covered it all, guys. Ray, we'll talk to you next Friday, man. Thank you. All right, guys, have a good weekend. What a nice man he is, huh? That was terrific. You know, he, he kind of struggled with that free association for a long time. I think he's got it down now, right? <laughs> he wouldn't like you saying that. No, he's improved. I he's, know. He's gone no, to he's work. the most improved player. Yeah. There's no doubt. He's put a lot of off-season work and focus into it. Mike DeFabo coming in from noon to one today. That's a treat. Huh, Fort? Do you know him? We've never met in person. I talked to all these guys, and then I've never met most of them. So I'll be I actually excited. don't know them, believe it or not. Not very well, anyway. We've spoken like three times in our entire lives. So I'm someone's going to walk this. in, and you're going to have no idea if it's him or just someone else that works here? No, I know what he looks okay, like. Good. I do know that. Should be interesting. My neck hurts. Why does my neck hurt? 
probably because I slept on the couch last night and the pillows were piled up, two of them, very high, and now I have a neck ache. Anyway, fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Fan Hotline brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. I got a treat for you next. Was listening to Yarmir Yager on the Spittin' Chicklets podcast, and he had a great story about his version of why Mario came back out of retirement after whatever it was, 44 months. I hadn't heard this story before, and Yager was very, very outgoing and fun and thoughtful in this interview, and and this just blew me away. He talked to those guys for like an hour and a half, and he was great, and I thought this might have been the best part of it. We're going to play it for you next here on The Joe Show. Going to be Yarmir Yager Day, Sunday, at the arena. I think tonight there's an event, I think, at the casino, Rivers Casino, I believe. I'm not even sure about that, uh, the location. I think Rivers Casino, where it's going to be Yager and a bunch of his former teammates. I think Steige is emceeing, and it should be wonderful. I believe uh, fans will be there. It should be quite a night. And man, if Yager is in the same space as he was in when he was on the Spit and Chicklets podcast the other day, Ryan Whitney, Bissonette, Colby Armstrong, and then a guy with a heavy Boston accent who's great, but I don't know who he is. He was, Yager was great on this. I had someone send me this yesterday, and he just looked happy. You know what I mean? It's it's an older Yager, but he looks great. I mean, he's fifty-two. He could pass. He could pass for early to mid thirties. Is he, he still could. playing? And he's still playing. Yeah, for That's his hometown insane. team in Cladno. And you know, you can tell when you look at people who, for a variety of reasons, are sometimes just beaten down by the world or beaten down by age or whatever it might be, and you can always tell, or at least I think I can, in their face, you know? And he doesn't look like that. There were times when he was playing here where where he looked so unhappy, where, where the weight of the world, especially toward the end of his tenure, was on him. And I always wondered how his later life would be, but I'll tell you, this was not the face of an unhappy man. He was he was quick to smile, quick to laugh, very engaged and thoughtful. An hour and a half podcast. He said he'd never done a podcast before. He was great, and it was heartening to see him look happy. He really did look happy, joyous. And I can only imagine how much he's looking forward to Sunday. And of the many stories he told with these guys, and you're going to hear Ryan Whitney ask the question here about Mario's comeback. I thought this story was just fantastic. And the reverence that Yager had and still has for Mario is so obvious. And some of these stories, that this was a side of Yager that just wasn't known when he was here. Of course, he was a kid for a lot of the time he was here. Just just really like in-depth and earnest in the way he's telling stories and remembering details. This is just great stuff. And if you get a chance to listen 
to that podcast anytime before you go there Sunday. I can't recommend it enough. It was an hour and a half interview, something like that. And at one point, Ryan Whitney popped in with this question and just enjoy how this goes. I got to ask, like, I'll never forget. I think it was a couple days after Christmas when Mario returned that time in 2000. And right away, I mean, you score, he assists on the goal early on. It's like, did you guys know he was coming back? I think it had been 44 months since he retired in 97. And when did you guys start hearing he was coming back? Like, do you remember all that? Well, I, I I got the I got the story for you guys. I don't know, maybe it's gonna be too long, but I have a story. No, How no, 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 no. We got all night, buddy. Yeah, it's 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 kind of exciting. You know, it's my f- favorite stories. You know, with with the Mario. How he decided, when he decided, and uh, and and how I how I how he let me know. So I, uh, well, when he decided. To come back again because he was three years, three and a half years out. So he, he had a, you know, he had a son, you know, Austin, and and uh, he was always when we play Mario, you know, he was the owner, and he always he was always playing, you know, with the stick in our dressing room, and there was a, a trainer, uh, Steve Latin, and he had a big poster when he was shopping the skates of Mario Lemieux. And later, Austin was playing with the stick, and he asked Steve Latin, who, who is this guy? And, uh, and Stevie Latin told him, that's your dad. And Austin said, my dad played hockey. And Stevie Latin said, your dad was the best player in the world for a long time. So, and somehow, this, this conversation, Austin and Steve Latin get to the Mario. And I think that they click him, and... I think because of this, he decided to come back and show his son how good he was. Wow! You know that's 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 a, that's a story. I think that's happened. You know, and uh, so I think Mario started practicing. He didn't tell anybody, and uh, you know, I I kind of had a tough start at that season. It was 1999. You know, 2000, that was, it was 2000, 2001, but I had a kind of tough, tough season, tough start. And, uh, you know, and I was, Craig Patrick called me to, you know, we were in Boston and Craig Patrick, our GM, you know, called me and said, you know, when we come back to Pittsburgh, Mario, Mario want to talk. So we, we came back from Boston from the trip and, you know, I went to his office and uh, he said, what's going on? I said, well, you know, we don't play very well, I, you know. I don't play very well. I would like to get, you know, some players, but I know we don't have the money, and you know we were in bankruptcy back then. And uh, and he said, "Well, I, I know one guy who who could be good." I said, "Well, you no, know, <laughs> it was so funny." And he, I, I I didn't get it back then. I I, I didn't. And he, I said, "Well, you know, okay, but we don't have the money. It cannot be any superstar." I said. Well, he's, you know, he might be pretty cheap, and he's pretty good. I, I, I said, well, who is it? And he said, it's me. I'm practicing already for two months. Uh, don't tell anybody, but, you know, I decided to come back uh, on uh, December 26th. That's why I found out, you know. And it was tough, it was tough for me to, to keep it for myself. I didn't tell anybody, but because Mario was afraid, we tell, you know, the media is going to be there all the time, so. But that kind of news, you know, it was probably the toughest thing for me to keep to keep a secret. Don't tell anybody, you know, just 
That's that's how I find out. That is an incredible and, uh, story. And we, we, we cl- yeah, we click right away. I, I think it's a great story. And, uh, you know, we scored a, you know, first shift, we scored a goal. He scored, he, well, he scored, he scored a goal in the middle of the game. And, you know, we won five, I think five, one or five, nothing against Toronto. And, you know, he had like three points next game. He had other three points, four points. It was unbelievable. That is unbelievable. What a great story. And again, uh, if you have the video to go with it, if you're watching it, you can just tell how into this interview Yager was. Like every question they asked, and they went back to his childhood from the very beginnings, and he enjoyed it. Like he was he was 1,000% present for this as if he were telling these stories for the first time, and some of them he was. Like I was telling Tyler Kennedy, the stuff about him growing up on the farm, you know, with his, his natural farm boy strength that he arrived here with, he was like, you know, you go, you go work out. Sometimes you don't feel like it. Sometimes you leave early. And even if you get a good workout in, it's an hour or two. On the farm, you're doing stuff all day, and you're doing it till the work is done every single day. He talked also about doing a 1,000 squats, and he broke it down. He says it was only like 10 minutes per session per day, but I did a bunch of different sessions before school, after school, you know, uh, in the afternoon, and then before bed, and it would be a 1,000 a day. And just story after story. For, for an hour and a half with those guys. And they're great. You know, they all have great personalities. Bissonette, Whitney, Armstrong, and the other Boston guy. I don't know who that is, Fort. I don't know who it is, but he's funny. And I remember that room that Yager described, the, the little skate room at South Point where Steve Latin worked. And just picture that. Picture that. There's a photo of Mario, and little Austin Lemieux says, uh, you know, who's that guy? Oh, that's your dad. He was the greatest player in the world. And I think at the time that came out that one of Mario's motivations was to have Austin actually see him play. But that particular story that Yager remembered, you know, in photographic detail, literally, was great. And Sunday's going to be great. For a long time, and I went into my relationship or lack thereof with Yager at length the other day. But but a lot of people, including a lot of you out there, have had a complicated relationship with him, with the boos that greeted him. You know, and I think for a lot of people, the motivation for those boos, well, one, he played for the Flyers at one point after a flirtation with the Penguins that maybe a lot of people read read wrongly maybe they read it correctly I don't know the great quote from that I think Yager was talking to Dayon and he said I was watching the Penguins and at that time at that time for a couple of games like the power play was struggling then too not as bad as it is now but in the playoffs I think it was in the playoffs against against the Flyers um Sid was Sid wasn't on the top power play for a very brief amount of time so Yager told Dayon something to the effect that they can't even get Sidney Crosby on their first power play. Where am I going to play, you know? So I think in the end, maybe a little too much was made of that flirtation with the Penguins. Then he winds up on the hated Flyers. But I think also people 
uh, held it against him, the dying alive quote and the trade requests and wanting to get out. And he, by the way, explained at length what he recalls his stance was at that point, that he went to Craig Patrick toward the end of his Penguins career, said, you got a bunch of free agents, Straka, Kovalev, Lang. You got a pretty good team here. Mario's back, so people will come watch the games. Maybe it's best you trade me and try to get prospects, you know? Try to get somebody else in here, you know, young guys to to help you, and you can still have a pretty good team. That's the way he remembers it. Do you remember, did they really not have any leverage in that trade, kind of like the Pirates with Aramis Ramirez? Is that why the return was ultimately yeah, that, so poor? Yeah, that you know, that's his memory of it. Others would tell you it was certainly financially motivated that they weren't going to be able to pay him and that they were starting to look, even if Mario was back, that this was going to be, you know, the end of Mario at some point pretty soon and that they may want to do what they did. Now, obviously, they didn't know that Sidney Crosby was going to be available, but they might want to do what they did way back when in the Mario situation and just tear it all down, you know, which was smart. And I think Craig Patrick would tell you, listen, we had the plan in mind. We took the hits and we never got to see the fruit of our labor, you know, which was the same the first time around when people who were literally then having the Penguins tank got fired before, you know, before Mario got here and eventually they became what they became. So in both cases, you had people making sacrifices to get their team to the bottom of the league, really. And and they didn't get to stick around to see how it all turned, the reason why they were doing that, you know? I just remember there was, you know, the excitement supposedly with Chris Beach and whatever other mediocre prospects. Chris Beach, Ross Lupus, Chuck, and Michael Civic. Yeah, it didn't really turn out too family. well. Yeah. I remember Craig, unfortunately, uh, saying he saw maybe a Ronnie Francis type in Chris Beach. Chris Beach, by the way, is doing some really interesting work. Uh, I think he helps people with their with the mental side of the game. I was watching a podcast with him, and it was really I think, is Matt Cook doing something similar to that? I don't know. Is he? I didn't see I that. Saw, uh, I know you said you, you look at the pulse every day and whatnot. I thought I saw something that said that Matt Cook has kind of done a 180 from the player that he was known as in his time in the NHL. Well, I know this. Chris Beach, when he was here, dated Sonny Abada from television news. And I think we were all rooting for them to get married and for her to be Sonny Beach. Wouldn't that have been nice? That would have been incredible. Yeah, I miss Ron. See, the little things make me miss Ron. He's on a Sonny Beach. Sonny right Beach, now. yeah. Yeah, probably today. What's the weather like in Fort Myers today? When does Ron start drinking every day, do you think? 11.30. <laughs> With at least one? Yeah, he starts off with one, but I think by three in the afternoon, he's probably close to a six-pack deep. It's 75 and sunny. Man, am I jealous of him. All right, this should be interesting. Mike DeFabo coming up next. The erstwhile Post-Gazette man, now with The Athletic. He's covered a lot of things in a lot of places. He's going to join me in studio for the next hour. Are you interested in how this turns out? Sean? I'm very excited, although he's is he going to be sitting in Ron's chair? Yeah. Has anyone sat in that chair since Pomp? No, nobody, Pomp? But, nobody but Pomp, yeah. who sits there with his feet up, I might add. Yeah. 
was I talking to you about the possibility of a of a basketball team here, even though it's very unrealistic, and naming them the Pittsburgh Pompeianis? That's a great idea. That has to happen if they come here, right? He'll I, be the play-by-play guy. That would be the, the leading candidate, yeah. He's a big NBA fan too, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. What that would makes be, three of us. What would be other candidates for the name? All the good ones are taken. Pipers, Condors, Explosion, Power, Penguins, Pirates, Steelers. I feel like names now, you kind of have to be a little bit weird with the names. Piranhas right? was already taken by a team. Yeah, Pompeiani's works, I think. That that would be really good. Yeah, the good. Pittsburgh Pompeiani. And you should get a little kickback if, if that takes off. And he should be the logo. The really nice hair and everything in exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. A little Pompeiani-easy saying under the logo. I can see it now. Mike DeFabo joins me next in studio. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Snow accumulation this afternoon tonight, a high of 37. JP roofing and siding. You just heard me talk about snow. If your roofing, your siding isn't up to snuff, we still have a lot of weather coming in, not to mention all the rain in the spring. So this is your chance Get it in shape. Let's go here. Roofing, siding. That's what this guy's been doing for 42 years. Does it for a very reasonable price, I might add. $500 off right now. Any roofing or siding installation. You can ask about 100% financing, but mostly you can have the peace of mind that the job is going to get done correctly. This guy knows what he's doing. And so do all his people, like A-Rod, my friend A-Rod, Andrew Rodriguez, who came out to the house, laid out the game plan, and executed the game plan like a fine offensive coordinator. Give him a call. JP Roofing and Siding, nationally recognized, platinum preferred company, 412-829-7711. That's 829-7711. Sean Myers with your fan headlines. The Penguins prevailed last night in a battle. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 